Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. And so things are going along, everything's great. All of a sudden, they lose their job, or a family member gets sick, or there's a difficulty with someone at work, and they were like, wait a minute now, I became a Christian? This is supposed to be like solving my problems. I'm out of, I don't have any money. What do you mean I'm going to be prosperous? And so they begin to question, well, where is the problem? The problem wasn't that the seed, the seed's good. They didn't get good seed. What did they get? They got man's ideas. Some people have an erroneous idea of what the Christian life is. They have false ideas of what it means to follow Jesus. When the trials of life come, they fall away because of their wrong thinking. In today's message, Pastor Mark explains what the problem is. The problem is that some have received bad seed. They were fed untruths by false teachers who are promising things which God never promises. False teachers have promised that everything would go the way they wanted if they followed Christ. Be careful. Make sure you're getting good seed in the teaching that you hear. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark with part two of his message entitled, Are You Listening? So as the gospel goes out, obviously first you want conversion, but then after that person becomes a Christian, you want them to be fruitful, useful. Now with that in mind, that basic understanding of that in mind, let's talk about the next thing, which is simply the soils. When the word goes out, what does it find in the heart? What kind of four soils do we find? Well, you're going to see that this human heart is the control center again where everything is made. I'm not talking about my my heart. I'm talking about the real me. So when the word of God comes to you in your spirit, uh, what happens? And you need to understand this first. Jesus is casting out. He's the sower. And by the way, I'm not the teacher. Oh, I am a teacher, but the real teacher is the Holy Spirit. Understand? Okay, so I'm just a conduit for the Holy Spirit. So there's nothing wrong with the teacher, and there's nothing wrong with the seed. The seed is always alive. So how can I have different responses? It's because there's a difference in the soul, the soil. There's a difference in the heart of man. There's four different responses. So you want to write this statement now. Very important you write this statement, because this is the key to all your life. And by the way, you'll see this morning that it has a local application for us. True conversion and fruitfulness depends on how a person responds to the word of God. So there's nothing wrong with the seed. It's perfect. 
There's nothing wrong with the sower because he's just a conduit. If he's teaching the word of God, he or she's a conduit of the Holy Spirit. And so how a person responds, it shows me what's really down in their heart. What's really down in their heart. Now, with that understanding, um, you just have to say, what type of soil or here are you? When you think about that this morning, what what type, what type of soil are you? You say, well, does this have to do with me? I thought it was just to do with people that I share that aren't believers yet. Well, it has both. When my brother was alive, I would visit him from time to time in Hawaii. And in Hawaii, they have this neat little thing where they have little teeny gardens. They could be 10 by 12 or 10 by 15 or 8 by 7. And they're just small gardens. And there's probably 50 or 100 of those gardens there. And you rent that and you plant stuff and seeds and flowers and fruits and all kinds of stuff. And people just talk about it. They look at it. It's your little place to work with. And they'd be in there working on the soil and getting all the stuff out and fertilizing and all stuff. And they, they just, they're beautiful. They're just wonderful. And they have these all over different areas of Hawaii. This parable has to do with your little garden. Do you know in your heart, there's a little garden. Even after you become a Christian, this whole parable applies to you. And it applies to me. Oh, it applies to those who haven't become Christians yet. But it also applies to me. Because realistically, in your life, there's, as a Christian, there's the potential of these four kinds of soil. So as the word's coming into your heart, what kind of response as a Christian will you have? Second, certainly as response, if you're not a believer yet, what kind of thing is going on in your heart? What kind of response to the Word of God? What kind of hearer are you going to be? So it has a great application for believers, and it has an incredible application for those that are still searching for the truth. So we'll begin. Here's the first kind of soil or heart. It's called, number one, A hard heart. Look at verse 19. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom, and you may want to circle these words, this is the problem, does not understand it, the evil one, Satan, in our parable earlier, it was the birds. The evil one comes and snatches away what was sown In his heart. This is the seed sown along the path. So what's the physical illustration? How could people in those days relate to it? Well, remember, in biblical times, a person would have this big bag of seed. And he wouldn't have little rows. He'd just go and cast the seed out like this. It'd be like me just walking down the road today and just casting the seed out all over here. Go up to the balcony and just cast the seed out. Well, the seed would fall on all kinds of soil. That was a normal deal. Well, notice in this first illustration, it falls on this, uh, on this ground that is, is hard. Well, how would ground get hard? Well, people would walk on these paths between places where people basically would put their crops. They'd walk on this. And when the guy just, or gal just cast the seed, it would fall on some of this, and it was just like cement, this ground, and it could never penetrate. You know what that means. If you ever fertilize in your yard, you run this little thing around, and it's circling, and fertilizes all over the place. Well, quite often, it fertilizes the sidewalk in the driveway, right? And what do you do? Well, you, is it going to grow there? 
No, the only thing that would ever grow there is a nutweed or whatever. It isn't going to grow there. And so you got to get in. You, you do what? You sweep it up because it'll stain it. Well, in these days, you know, the person just casting it out, and it falls on these paths where the people have walked. It's hard as right. It's, it's as, for all practical purposes, it's cement. Well, what happens to the seed? Well, a bird's flying over and goes, hey, buffet. He just drops down, gobbles up all the seed. It's not going to grow anyway. Now, understand the spiritual. They would know that's true. They would know that's true in a practical sense. But understand the spiritual part. The birds in this parable symbolize Satan, who snatches up the seed because it could not penetrate the hard ground. Well, how could a person today that's not a Christian yet have a hard heart? What does that mean? Remember, this is not a physical heart. This is a spiritual heart. So the soil represents, this soil represents a hard heart that doesn't permit the word of God to penetrate its surface. These individuals, when they hear the word of God, they're unteachable. They really don't have any interest inside. Their eyes are closed. Their ears are closed. It's in one ear and out the other. But you and I don't know that because they may even be taking notes. But down inside, they're saying this. I'm not interested in somebody telling me how to live. So I'm not interested in this stuff. You mean, I think I just heard the pastor say, if you become a Christian, you turn your life over to God and then he rules your life. Well, these people say, I'm not interested in that. I'm going to do my life the way I want to do it. The truth doesn't penetrate. Not because it can't, because they won't let it. Now, can a hard, let me just say this up front so you know, can a hard heart ever become soft? Absolutely. Jeremiah says, in the book of Jeremiah, says, get in and till your own ground. Well, to be honest, most of us came to the Lord with a hard heart. We don't want, we want to do my thing. I don't want to do God's thing. Then we discovered, well, that's nothing but dead ends. So we want to do God's thing. So a hard heart is not an end if you want it to change. God can change it just like that. But you have to want it. This individual in the story, Jesus says, when, when he's teaching, he's looking out there, he's casting the seed, and he says it, it's falling on some with a hard heart. They're not interested. Satan comes and goes, boom, you don't even think about it anymore. Well, how'd that happen? Satan came and stole the truth. Because see, the more you think about it, the more it finds its way down to here. You say, well, I don't even believe there's a Satan. Aha! Got you already. Because see, you're deceived. You're deceived. There is a Satan. Now, so what happens? What's the result of this? Well, when the word is heard, makes no impression. Makes no impression. Satan comes. He steals it. As if they never heard it at all. They remain unrepentant. They do not believe. And they're not Christians. They were under the sound of the word. The word was alive. Everything they needed to know was good. Didn't change their life. Number two, verses 20 and 21 give us the superficial heart. Now the one Jesus said who received the seed that fell on rocky places is the man or the woman who hears the word and at once 
receives it with joy. But since it has no root, he or she lasts only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes, notice why, because of the word, he or she quickly, here's a key word, falls away. Now in the physical, the disciples knew exactly what they meant. You and I wouldn't, but Jesus had explained it. You see in in Israel specifically, this uh, seed would go out and there would be soil. There'd always be big rocks because there's rocks everywhere in Israel, but there'd be big rocks. But it'd find its way to some soil, soft, not like the hard path, soil. But underneath that soil, under this little teeny layer of soil, is this crust that's, that's all, this limestone rock that always seemed to be there. So this seed would get there. In a couple days, the guy would come back and he'd go, boom, there's these little green sprouts everywhere. He's going, yes, it's terrific. It's growing. It's wonderful. It found good stuff. The problem was, it could only go so far. So two days later, he would come by, and everything that was little bright and green... It was wilted and dead. Well, how'd that happen? Well, Jesus tells us, because he has no root. It didn't really get that. It's superficial. It's superficial. Well, what does that mean? You see, these people spiritually, they make a profession of salvation. But right by verse 20, 21, you want to write this word. No commitment. You see... To these individuals, salvation is an event, not a lifestyle. Let me explain to that. Some people become Christians, especially in our country in the United States. They didn't really become that way in Jesus' day because he didn't teach this way. Many people today become Christians because they watch Christian TV. And on Christian TV, there's some very good and then there's some other stuff. Some pastors make promises on Christian TV that are not biblical. Come to Jesus, all your problems in life are over. You'll have total health, you'll have wealth, you'll have prosperity. Get on board. God's the fixer of anything you ever have. And so these people come to Christ, and they get on board. And they go, notice it says they're filled with joy. Wow, this is incredible. And so things are going along, everything's great. All of a sudden, they lose their job, or a family member gets sick, or there's a difficulty with someone at work, and they were like, wait a minute now, I became a Christian? This is supposed to be like solving my problems. I'm out of, I don't have any money. What do you mean I'm going to be prosperous? And so they begin to question, well, where is the problem? The problem wasn't that the seed, the seed's good. They didn't get good seed. What did they get? They got man's ideas. You know, when Jesus taught, he would say this. Jesus is well aware of this particular illustration. So see, people come to the Lord for the wrong reason. They come because they think all their problems are going to be solved. Well, they're not all going to be solved. When Jesus taught, you know what he said? In this world, you, Christians, will have trouble, tribulation. We all have trouble. We have all kinds of trouble, but we have God with us, so it's a lot better. So Jesus never soft-souled this kind of stuff. Never, ever. So some people come to Christ because they hear this, you'll hear it on television. Just pray this prayer with me. Thank you, Jesus. I'm sorry for my sin. Come into my life. You're now a Christian. Have a nice life. You'll hear it. It doesn't work. Because when real life hits them in the face, they go, what was that all about? 
The reason is they made no commitment. Second, some people come to Christ because they come to a church service and they hear somebody say this. There's two destinations. One heaven with God, and you'll go there if you become a Christian. One separation from God forever, and we use the H word, hell. And you'll go there if you don't make a profession and and begin to be a follower of Jesus Christ. And most people with common sense go, heaven, hell, I'll take heaven. So people go, okay, how do I get to heaven? And the pastor gives an altar call. I get saved. And when they leave that altar room over here, they have in their hand, to them, fire insurance. Now don't laugh, because that's not a bad thing, is anybody? I'd rather not go to hell, wouldn't you? So they become a Christian for fire insurance. But that's not what Christianity is. You see, they're not told the real truth. One day Jesus was teaching a crowd like this. And there were masses of people. And Jesus said this. If you're going to be my disciple, here's what you have to do. Watch these three things. You have to deny yourself. You have to take up your cross, which means do God's will and not your will. And you have to follow lifestyle, me. And you know what happened? The Bible says the crowd, there's this huge crowd in a few moments, there's a few people hanging around. Why? No commitment. And notice the sun comes, scorches it. What's the end result of this? What's the end result of this? No growth. They're not really believers. It looked like it. It looked like it for a short while, but it was temporary. They weren't believers. Why? No commitment. Let me give you an example. By the way, in marriage, in marriage, those of you guys that are married, when we go through a premarital thing with our couples, it takes four months to go through it, you know, before we marry people. When, when we go through that, we talk a lot about commitment. Why do we have people that um, don't stay married? You know what one of the main reasons is? No commitment. Let me give you an example. When you get married, and here's what people think. Well, I'm a Christian and my spouse is a Christian. We're going to get married. Marriage is going to be easy. It's perfect. Is marriage the hardest thing you've ever tried in your life? This year, Linda and I will have been married 40 years. If you're not committed, you'll never stay married. It's not about love and kisses and bouquets and flowers. and It's all those crazy things. It's wonderful. But without commitment, forget it. Well, I don't feel the same way I used to be. Forget it. It's not about feeling. It's about a commitment that you made to your spouse and God. That's why it's hard. So all these people, they come from the prayer room. And they came for the wrong reason because somebody gave them mistruth. And they came because they wanted fire insurance. And all of a sudden we discover in this parable, when they finish, what happens? Somebody says, well, wait a minute. The the sun came, which represents trouble and persecution. Nobody told me when I became a Christian it's going to cost me. That's the problem. Write this down. You know it. It will cost you to be a follower of Jesus. But it will cost you more not to be a follower. Now, I'm not saying to you it's impossible to live. It's a great life with God helping us. It's incredible. It will cost you. But without it, it costs you more. Here you have no peace. You have no purpose. You have no understanding of life. You're doing life in your own wisdom and strength. How foolish. And eventually you'll be separated in from ever. It will cost you greatly. But it still costs me for persecution and trouble. We have the same kind of trouble everybody else has. So understand what Jesus is saying. Jesus says it's always going to cost you. 
So what, what do we find with this story, this soil? Superficial. Never really a commitment to Jesus Christ. It was no true repentance, no faith, because it was based on this illusion of what the Christian life is like, and there's no commitment. It's an event. And here's where you can categorize these people. You'll say to them, are you a Christian? Yes, I became a Christian in 67 or 85 or 93. You know what I'm going to say to them. I'm not after that. I'm asking you today, are you a follower of Jesus Christ? Well, what do you mean by that? When that question comes, you already have your answer. They're not in church. There's no fruit. Did you notice? Did you notice? There's no growth. It all wilts. Now, I'm not saying that negative. I'm just telling you the truth. So the first one is hard heart. Second one's kind of superficial. What's the third one? Well, look at it. It's called a divided or a crowded heart. Verse 22. The one who received the seed that fell among the, here we are, the thorns, is the man who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth joke and joke it and make it unfruitful. This is a very interesting one. You see, when a farmer was preparing the soil, he would go and remove the rocks and whatever, and all of a sudden he would... He would see weeds. And if you, I remember when I was a kid, I picked weeds. Of course, I picked the tops off. You remember that, don't you? You didn't dig down too much. If it was easy, you got them, but you pretty much left the roots down there. And this is what would happen here. Somebody went out, and then they cast the seed, and you go by, and all of a sudden, you see this growth in a few days, and you go, wow, great. You go back two days later, and something else is equal. It doesn't look like the seed you planted. It's a weed. You go back two days later, which has grown more? Here's the weed and here's your plant. Why? Because the root has been there how long? Forever. And all of a sudden, what do you find with this little plant? It's choked out. It can't get to any of the nutrients. The weed gets it all. Now, what's the spiritual application of this? Hold on because you have to put your thinking cap with this one. These individuals receive Jesus into their heart. They seem to be receptive to the gospel. They make this great start, and you see this growth. But then these thorns or weeds represent something. Worldly cares, pleasures, and a desire for other stuff. So as you see these people, Satan comes, and they're doing good. You see them coming to church. Great things are happening. All of a sudden, they become preoccupied, oh, not with the spiritual things, but simply with the things of the world. Not bad things, not sinful things, just stuff. And all of a sudden, by this soil, you can just write this word, the busyness of life. What's going on in your heart? What kind of soil is there? Today, Pastor Mark challenged us with the parable of the sower. When the Word of God hits the soil of your heart, what happens? Does it find good soil? Does the Word of God find your heart ready to obey? The heart is the key to being a good listener in God's Word. But sometimes we can allow the things of this world to crowd out God's Word. 
Are you guarding the soil of your heart? You've been listening to Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Each day here on Lessons for Living, we share messages that Pastor Mark taught at the main campus in Melbourne. Maybe you're listening right now in Brevard County and you don't have a home church. And today's message was exactly what you were looking for. Join us for worship. We meet at the Melbourne and Vieira campuses on Saturday night at 6 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. And those in the Sebastian area can join us Sunday mornings at 10.45 a.m. For more information, call us toll-free at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Or log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website. Following Christ is not easy. Jesus never said it would be. In fact, He said that following Him would cost us something. In the next edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark shares with us the truth that though it will cost us something to follow Christ, it will cost us infinitely more not to. He will share with us some keys to understanding the parable of the sower. For example, it is only those who hear and obey the word that will be fruitful. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. Our eyes have seen and our ears have heard His word made flesh in a hurting world A new hope He is given